Welcome to the Air We Weeb. It's time to pull up a chair and crack a cold one with Shonzo and the boys. Oh, I don't have what? a cold one. Should I, can I go get one real quick? <laughs> no, the time one. has passed. No, no, now no, you no. must, no. You, you must pretend. Now. You must pretend to have a cold one now. Today we are discussing Noragami. Who are we? Oh, right. <laughs> I said I'm Shanzo, you're the boys. What else do we need? <laughs> Nothing else. Wow. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. You gotta have names. I'm Tim. Weeb. Weeb. I'm Weeb. And I'm the Death God as 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 Get it? Because I'm Azrael the Arch. <laughs> yeah, because Azrael is the angel of death for those of you who are uncultured swine. Yeah, uncultured swine. Yeah, we're talking about Noragami today. Weeb, do you have a, a weebopsis for us? Of course I do. Oh no. So there's this dude, right? And he's wearing, he's like off-brand Russian gangster with his Adidas tracksuit. He's basically a homeless dude that thinks he's all that and a bag of chips. And, 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 and then it happens. All the things happen, you know? First, I feel like we have to ask Weeb, did you actually finish? I did! I did! I like this show. Wow. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> this impressive. show isn't hot garbage. Isn't it impressive? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, this show is um, one of those things that is very, or it feels very anime-specific. It's one of my favorite subgenres where it sort of shows the the spirit world or the Japanese take of the spirit world and the human world and how they intersect and how that works is there's a lot of different gods and gods have shrines and then um, usually gods will have familiars or some sort of servant and that's the world that we're in for this story and I liked their take on it Um, I thought that the show was like kind of eerie but chill and funny but it could be dramatic it has a very interesting tone and we follow one particular god and his relationship with a human that he meets that uh, he accidentally gets entangled with and she becomes like kind of like a half spirit. And they chill, they hang, shenanigans happen. That's my shenopsis. How is that? Not as good as the weebopsis, but it's okay. As long as I can come in a solid second place. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can really hope for. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about spoilers in a minute, but does everybody like the show in general? Yeah. We know Weeb likes it. I I do. It was good. Tim, what do you think? I liked the show. It wasn't, like, one of the best shows I've seen, but I thought there was enough there with, like, the world building with the uh, Japanese mythology, with the religion, and I like kind of what you said, Sean, and I really enjoyed that probably the most. And the story is kind of, I would say, not as good in season one as in season two. Um, I think season two is a big step up for me. But going into if we would recommend it, I definitely would. That's so interesting because I feel the opposite. I felt like the story in season one was so compelling and like got me so interested in what it was going to be. Like the possibilities of what season one offered me i was so excited because i had seen season one before i hadn't seen season two didn't like season one the first time i saw it loved it this time then watched season two and was like all of this is a letdown 
none of this is fulfilling to me in like a story sense, which I was like, dang it, because I feel like that keeps happening for me. I'm like, oh, there's so much promise here. It's like for me, how awesome Desai is in Bungo Stray Dogs. And then we get his backstory and we find out why he made the decision he did. And it's like, oh, okay. And the idea of it was so much more compelling than the execution. And I would definitely recommend it. I think I would recommend certain other shows of the genre maybe first so that you can appreciate the difference in tone in this one because I think that's what I was missing when I watched it the first time. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I liked it a lot. Warburst, what about you? I agree with Tim. I like the second season more than the first season. I just feel like it went more in-depth than the first season. Like, you got more lore, I feel like. Well, season one is, you know, setting everything up with the characters and establishing, like, okay, this is the rules, like, with the phantoms, the regalias, all that. And so by season two, it's kind of like they have more of, like, an established world to build off of. Yeah, it was just kind of a slow start for me. For me, it was just the stories that they chose. I was like, I don't like these arcs. Without uh, spoilers, um, I did like in season one the story surrounding Yuki. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. I guess we can get into spoilers now because we can talk about that more. I already pretty much gave the summary of the show. Basically what happens is this human girl uh, saves this uh, god's life, or she thinks she does. She pushes him out of the way of the truck, but he was, wasn't going to get hit anyway. And this sort of links her to the spirit world, and now she's able to like leave her body. Her body like falls asleep, and her spirit can come out, and she can like hang out with all of the sort of spiritual beings, and she can fight now. And she was a fun character. I liked her. And it's basically just about her relationship with him, and then he gets a new regalia, which is an old human spirit that has turned into a weapon to serve a god. It's like Soul Eater, but not. (laughs) Yes. I have beef with with, uh, Hiyori and pushing him. Like, how did she see him? It's one of those things where you can see the gods, you just don't tend to notice them. So for whatever reason in that moment, she noticed him. But do you remember, remember, it was season two after she forgot about them, and he was, like, on the bridge screaming right in her face, and she's like, where's this voice coming from? I don't see anyone. If it's that strong, how'd she, like, pass a dude on the street and be like, oh, I should save him? I think it's a specific connection she has to Yato. Yeah, I think it is sort of the idea that they're, like, somewhat divinely linked. Like, for whatever reason, she is connected to him. I don't know if they ever give more of a reason. My understanding is that they probably just leave that open-ended, and it's just understood that this is fine, and it's also fine that she forgets everything. Supposedly, we're supposed to get a season three at some point. When I was finishing the show up, I was thinking, I'm like, they could have wrapped this up real nice in two seasons, I feel like. There is a lot more that. That's the thing. I didn't feel like there was any major story that they dealt with through season two. It all felt like filler to me, like side stories. Like, oh, Hiori loses her memory again, and it's like, we're just going to have her lose her memory constantly. I didn't mind that dynamic. I think that that was a really cool dynamic, but it's like that that was her arc like two or three times was an interesting choice. Like, I don't know. I just, it didn't feel like we got to the meat of anything in season two. 
Like, we didn't find anything about Yukine's family, like, what his deal was. Um, We didn't get Hiyori or Yato, like, finalizing their relationship or deciding that they're important to each other openly. Like, I don't know. She did make him a shrine. Yeah, that was adorable. I love that. That I I think that was my favorite part of the show. I didn't really like how they kind of dealt with the unveiling of of how he was as a war god. I thought that that was, or as a god of calamity. I I was really interested in going into his, like, past and everything, and it just seemed like a weird way to handle it. Like, that he just disappears and goes off to his father's place, and he just kills people again. And it's like, this is weird. This doesn't really, I don't really get where your head is at. And I liked the idea of him being bad in the past. But the fact that the one major bad thing that he did to uh, what Bishamon is, he was actually helping her. So I kind of hate that when they set someone up to be like kind of like an anti-hero, like they did some like bad stuff. And now they're like, wait, it was actually good all along. I'm like, no, I do not like this. I think he's still a bad guy because he did still kill other people for wishes. Like there's no taking that back. It's just that one specific event where... Bishaman hates him, but she's got it all wrong. And it's actually that he was trying to help her. Even though, I mean, to him, it was kind of like, whatever, I'll do it because you asked me to, but... Yeah, he seemed to want to do it because he felt for... What's his face? Well, Kazuma put his his name on the line, right? And for a god, that's... Like, even seeing someone else's regalia do that, that's just like... It's like a respectable thing, right? What were your favorite points of the show? As... I'm going to preface this with something. If season one was setting up the characters, season two is setting up the next arc, basically. Yeah, I almost missed that last episode end end credits scene, which would have been hugely (laughs) disappointing. Did you all watch that? Did you all watch it after the credits? What happens? It's with uh, the dude who is interested in uh, Hiyori. Yes. Creepy. And he has the brush that Ebisu uh, worked so hard for. Poor Ebisu, man. I forgot how much I like that arc. Uh, one difference I will say from the previous time that I've watched slash read this, because I did watch season one, Bishamon uh, was uh, less annoying to me this time, which I was surprised about because I kind of hated her last time. Really? I loved Bishamon. Yeah, well, she's big weeb energy. In the beginning, she's not great because she just all she is is hate towards... Yato. She's, she's like Alice from Recreators. Well, first of all, all she does is be naked in her bathtub. Let's be honest. That's her job. There is a lot of fan service in this show, which I don't like. That was a con for me for this show, is how many bathing scenes we got and, like, underwear shots. Yeah, and, like, out of place in a way, too. It's like, it would not, it would be like a cool fight scene and we would just see just a tiny bit of underwear. And it's like, there's not a, <laughs> it's not highlighting it. And it's, it's, it's like, just why is this happening? It's just there. Yeah. Right? And, and especially, like, of Hiori, who is very much not that character. There's a lot of uh, bath scenes with her, too. And, like, when uh, she's in the bed with Yuki... That one I'll forgive because it makes sense from the story perspective. That one is the only forgivable one. But everything else was just needless, I think. I think the first time I watched it, it made me really angry. And this time I was just like, oh, this is kind of annoying. So it didn't bother me as much. 
Definitely Bishamon is the one who has all of that junk. I love her character design. I think her costumes are dope. I wish she wore more than a bra in that one costume. She had a hat. Well, her main costume in season one where she has like the hat and the whip and and the jacket and the skirt and the bra, like that's very cool, but just put a shirt on. And then I really liked all of her costumes like in season two were awesome. Like when she's in that military outfit. Why can't we see this more? I was the same way. I I did not like the first outfit. I was just like, come on. She's a war god and she's wearing a bikini. Yeah. Like, it's a little ridiculous. Um, But the second outfit is definitely really cool. You know what what she really looks like? She looks like uh, Olivier from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. Her design, she she looks like Olivier so much. And then when she's wearing her military stuff, she really looks like Olivier. And I love Olivier. Anyway, um, I would say that that's definitely one of the main detriments for me was all of the fan service with her because I thought she was a cool character. I didn't think that she was as annoying as I probably should have thought she was because she's so unreasonable. How I don't understand how she rationally at all in any sense could have blamed Yato for that. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I understand that she has all this hatred and all this uh, grief, but it's just just so insane. I don't know. I think it's just because she was just mad because she lost her family, and she sees him as the destroyer of that, and she didn't want to blame herself. Yeah, I understand the reasoning, but it's just like, come on. Well, I think what bothered me the first time that didn't bother me the second time is that Yato never defends himself. Like, when she's attacking him, he never says, like, I literally just did it to help you. Yato never speaks his mind. Well, it's, I think I think that specifically goes back to what they kind of say in the show is that gods can do no wrong. So I think Yato just kind of like, whatever, like, I'm in the right. He also doesn't really share what's going on in his mind at all with anyone. Can we all agree, though, that the earring dude, he's the best character? Kazuma? Kazuma, yeah. He's my favorite, I think. Yeah, he's awesome. He's the best character. He's the only one that makes sense. I thought that you would like um, pink-haired god of disaster she poverty girl. She bothered me, actually. Really? She really She's bugged like me. such a weeb character. Hurtful, but understandable. <laughs> She's big crack energy, your favorite. Why did, why did she bother you? Tell me. I don't wanna, because no, I'm gonna me. say it, and you're gonna be like, "That's you," and I'll be like, "No." It's you're allowed to be bothered. I honestly don't have any real reason for her bothering me, other than she just didn't do anything and was just there, kind of like me most of the time. <laughs> I mean, the what she, the only thing she basically did was offer support, and she opened those gates and her home. She opened her home. Yeah, like she offered them support. Like what they they would have all been in big trouble without her and her regalia. Like huge trouble because they would have had nowhere to go. They had that little plot of land that Yato bought <laughs> for his little After. shrine. Yeah, I love that. I loved how one of my favorite things was how enthusiastic he was when he was answering the phone. <laughs> Yes. They like the uh, just delivery god Yato five yen. I want to know why he denied money when he was offered money. Cause that's that's his brand. It's like a principle of his. Cause he just he doesn't care about the money. He wants to do it to be remembered and appreciated. 
If he didn't want the money, he won't be shaking around that bottle all the time. Well, he just wants the money to build a shrine, right? Then take the money and then build a shrine. What? Where are we? Oh, um, we did best points, worst points. Does anyone have anything else they want to throw in there? I liked Ebizu way more than I remember liking him the first time, too. His cute little baby self. Ah. Okay, his regalia with the gloves was cool. I liked the, the glove regalia, dude. You know what was so sad? When his regalias just died in the underworld and we didn't even give that a second. <laughs> yeah. Or like how all those regalias died in the, the fight with Bishamon and her like plays. That was like a yeah, lot of people. That, that was annoying because I, I thought that they stood and talked for a really long time while people were being <laughs> slaughtered inside. <laughs> like they were just talking. People are just screaming and dying and they're just like, hold on, we got to have this talk here. Yeah, she comes in at the end and she saves, like, six of them. But it's like, yo, if you had, like, you know, moved, you could have saved 60 people. And, like, they would have been eaten alive. But, you know. And they totally should have killed that uh, Kugaha guy. What was his motivation? I didn't understand his motivation at all. He wanted to be her main regalia. Like, he wanted, like, power. He wants to be the most powerful. Yeah. And he wanted her to be a different incarnation of the war god. He didn't like the way that she was living. But, okay, so wouldn't that have stung her? Because he said, or she said the reason that she wasn't stung is because she did it, or he did it for her. They do explain that. They say that he he believed he was doing just, like, his actions were okay. So that, like, kind of negated it. That makes no sense, but yeah, that is the that is the reasoning. Because then it's like, so is right and wrong just determined by whether someone knows it's right and wrong? Because I'm sure a lot of the regalias are doing bad things but thinking they're fine. And they're still stinging people. They definitely take some liberties for sure. Also, uh, that character is like totally from like Naruto. Like he could fit right in Naruto. <laughs> Even his design. He's it like he's straight from Naruto. I do have another bad point that I wanted to say. I didn't like how they resolved the Hiyori thing with the memories. That felt really, like, eye-rolly with the logic. She's forgotten everything, but she remembers the smell, so it all comes back to her. Well, they kind of show that, like, her sense of smell, like, for spirit stuff is really strong because, like, that's how phantoms work because she's a half-phantom, right? They do a lot of that stuff. I feel like it comes out of their really soft world building. Like, they don't establish rules for us. Then when they just make stuff up to be like, oh, she remembers now and this is why. It just makes it feel a little bit cheaper. Imperial regalia come out of nowhere. I noticed that this time. I'm like, huh, this kind of just comes out of nowhere. That's fine because that's a typical anime. I've been pushed to the limit. I'm beat and now I evolve into the next level of myself like shonen trope like. yeah but i i don't like the trope. <laughs> well it's it's, it's not so really great especially black clover what do you mean he has another sword <laughs> i just wish that he turned into something cooler than just two smaller swords i thought that was stupid it's like really that's that's all you got, writers? He's dual wielding now, so it's cool, okay? I was thinking about how hard it must be to dual wield. Like, yo, that's your that's your non-dominant hand. <laughs> so can Yato only use swords? Is that the deal? Because did you see uh, Nora was a sword for him, but then the other dude took it and she turned into a gun. 
I know it has to do with like their mindset because that one chick that Bishamon turns into Regalia is a broken mirror and she's broken because she was like not a whole spirit when she got turned. I don't know if this was ever actually, this might be explained later. But it's like partially the spirit and the gods like form they have in mind for them. So he had to like swords, so he makes swords. And it kind of goes with the whole like Shogun-esque theme that he's got going on. I don't know. It's just another thing where it's like, it works this way unless it doesn't. Wink, wink. <laughs> That's a lot of that happens in this show. Um, yeah, let's do best ship. It has to be Hiyori and Yato. They're so cute. Uh, it's too easy. It's too obvious. I don't like it. Also, did anyone pick up on uh on so they're doing all these like bath scenes with Hiori and like showing her panties every two seconds, and then she was like, "Oh, he can only be in like the eighth grade. That's just one grade below me." And it's like, "What?" Yeah, she's fifteen. I did not like that. Isn't Yato like at least seventeen or eighteen? Yato's at least, like, 17 or 18,000 years old. (laughs) (laughs) It's war. It's fine. We're not okay with this. Do y'all have a a best ship since you're uh, Hiori and Yato haters? I think Bishamon and uh, Kazuma could be a good ship. I liked uh, What's-Her-Face, the goddess of misfortune, and her her regalia. They were a really cool dynamic. Uh, You're you're all wrong. It's Yato and money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yuki and that other guy. The guy, his friend that gets killed. (laughs) (laughs) Gets absolutely brutally eaten by a wolf phantom. Or, Or that guy in his tree that he goes to every day. Oh, that story is so sad. But you see, that's why I thought season two had a better story. Because I felt like that whole like plot line with Kuga kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes was really interesting. I just didn't like that. You see it coming like five episodes in advance. You're like, he's going to frame Yato and make him do something and to be Shimon. And it's like, oh, now I have to sit through he's this. He's like super suspicious. Like he's awfully sus from the beginning. I just don't like seeing it from the villain's perspective because it's like, well, we're you're gonna lose, and this is just annoying because now it's wasting five episodes of my time. <sighs> best boy, best girl. Oh man, so difficult. Well, best girl is Yuri. Yeah. I thought that she was really cool. I like that she did stuff, was proactive, and that she would like fight for herself, stand up for herself. I kind of wish that she like learned one more wrestling move instead of using just the same kick over and over but like yeah like wrestling you always have a special move yeah who's best boy oh that earring dude i keep forgetting his name yeah i like him yuki good best boy yeah yuki yuki bugs me he's supposed to be he's a teenager yeah he's annoying season two even he's always annoying to me Oh, well, he'd probably say the same to you, so there. (laughs) I feel like he's pretty realistic because it's kind of like, obviously, he would be upset because he's, you know, he died somehow. We don't know, but we know it's tragic because we see Yato cry after he sees, like, his life. I cannot wait for you guys to learn Yuki's backstory. I'm excited because I'm ready for that. I like how hard he tries. He's a good character. 
I don't think there's anything wrong. I think he's written very well. He, I just find him grating sometimes, as he's supposed to be. Ebisu's also great. Little tiny Ebisu. I think I like Yato the best. I liked Yato. I hated his design, though. His character design. With the tracksuit? You know, my limit is one protagonist in a tracksuit, and that's Subaru. And now there's too many. <laughs> <laughs> Yato was first, though. Well, I've already seen Subaru in it, so I'm done. I don't need any more. And I don't like that he wears, like, cowboy boots and a weird scarf. You know what I do like, though, is when anime characters wear normal clothes. Like normal, just everyday wear clothes? Yato, they only did it halfway, because they were like, we'll give him a normal tracksuit. I love Yuki's jacket. Yeah, Yuki looked pretty fire with that jacket. Especially the opening where it's like the inside orange and his eyes match. Can we talk about the openings? Yes. They're so good. Like oh. top tier. Like maybe the both of them are great. The color. Maybe the best. They might be the best. The timing. Period. I think they're great, especially the music. I wouldn't say they're top tier. What? Have you? What? Vinland Saga, Boogie Pop. Those are all like better OPs because I just feel like narratively there's some more there whereas the ones for noragami are just kind of like oh yeah it's nice to look at i liked thematically how like intense and dark yato felt in i guess was that the first theme or the second theme i don't know whatever one where he's like he kind of has the same vibe going with both yeah i liked that a lot this is like the the old school style of like we want to do something very visually striking not something story I will say that the only reason why I even knew about this show for a while was because of that second season OP song. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. The Oral Cigarettes? Yeah, that song was was good stuff. But the colors, man. The colors! The colors! Yeah, what do y'all think about the art? I like it. It's like very vibrant, but not overly vibrant. But like dark at the same time. Like when they draw the phantoms, it's like very like, I don't know color theory, but maybe we'll ask Madison what she thinks. <laughs> My theory about the colors is good. Yes. I didn't care much for the phantoms, how they looked. It was kind of generic to me. Like, okay, they're just using animals mostly. Sometimes they were like goofy. They've got like a very like, what are those things called? Like scroll almost sort of look going on. You know, like the like bubbly poppy sounds they would make when they see the eyes in like people's backs and stuff when the eyes yeah. appear. I, I loved the sound design for the phantoms. It was very creepy or they're kind yes. of playing on top of each other in different like pitches. Smells nice. Smells nice. <laughs> I did like that. I just didn't care for the, the look of them. I would have probably preferred something more like was that Pro- the promised neverland those like weird creatures like something more like like that would probably would have been better for me personally but i see what they're going for you know what i really liked i loved the specific like track that they used for a lot of the fight scenes in season one like there was a, a backing track that they used and it was so good like it there was one scene where yato actually gets yukine for the first time and it was just so good. Like the music, it had this like eerie, but like really intense and cool feeling to it. I was like, this song is dope. And how they <laughs> used it was like perfect. I was like, yes. There is some it. excellent use of hype moments. <laughs> like the super anime, like background of like weird symbols <laughs> and like his dumb little speech he always does. <laughs> you who desecrate this land of the rising sun. 
<laughs> Did you notice how they all do the exact same dumb speech? I think it's supposed to be like like how they do a, a special speech for like this purification circle thing. I hated it. It was so dumb. It's like a prayer or a mantra. It's like giving off that God feeling. Maybe we could get them to workshop it and just make it something more like, yo, you're done. Yo, 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 this is your end, yo. Um, what was everybody's out of 10 ratings? You can give season one and season two different ratings, if they are different. Go, Tim. I think season one, I want to give it a seven, I think. Even though I think, right when I finished season one, I think I gave it a six in my head. But I'm going to up it to a seven. And then season two, I'm going to give an eight. Because like I said, I thought season two was an improvement from season one. So that's my ratings. Yes. Oh man, this is so hard for me because like knowing where it goes and knowing what this builds up, it makes me want to rate it higher than it I probably should on its own. I kind of want to echo Tim here and say seven and eight, but overall I kind of want to give an eight because just knowing how it flows together. Uh, Weeb. Uh, I'm just going to give it all one rating because they're both good. I'm between a six and a seven. Let's go with 6.5. Remember, six is fine, seven is good. 6.8. Okay. I'm gonna give season one an eight, because I think the setup is so good. I think that they give you just the right amount of info and world building, and I was actually so impressed with how well they did it, especially in comparison to a lot of other stuff that's just trash. I just found it so fulfilling how they did season one. I was like, yes. And then season two, I didn't really love the stories. I found a lot of the things that we learned about Yato and stuff and the repeating of just, oh, Hayori's losing her memory again. We're doing this again. Not to be super fulfilling. It all kind of felt like a stop on the road to an actual plot that's coming, which as promises, there is one. So that's awesome. So I'm going to give that, I'm going to give season two a seven. You know what? I'm I'm changing my rating. I'm doing season one six, season two seven. He's doing it. He did it. Going back through my ratings and like other shows that I've given an eight, and I just don't feel like I like this one as much as those, so I want to just bump it back down. I'd be interested to see what you thought about it, watching it again in a couple years. Because when I watched it, I gave it a six, and I was like, this is just whatever. And now, after five years of watching a lot of other stuff, I'm like, wow, this is actually really special. This show, for me, could have been a 10 if they just made Yato a little bit more driven, like, openly, and had better fight scenes. Yeah, the fight scenes are kind of not really important. They're just like, slash them up, do the Ren thing, and they're and they explode. Yeah, the only one that I liked was the one with the other God of Calamity whose name I forgot. That one was all right. I really liked, like, the Japanese mythology stuff that they've included in this. Like, I went and look, looked up wikis, which I know aren't, like, the most accurate for this kind of stuff. I really loved, like, that. I love the lore stuff, and I really loved some of the dynamics that they decided to highlight, like the dynamic of of master and servant, but the master takes on the pain of the servant. I thought that that was an incredibly interesting thing. And that, you know, then we have Bishamon who has so many and what that means. And I love that dynamic. I think that's such a rich dynamic. And I was super fascinated by that concept. And I loved the idea of the gods that 
are the more eternal gods that are remembered that they reincarnate but they don't remember anything that's a fascinating concept that they keep coming back and then that makes you question what is identity is your identity in what you're born as or is your identity in the choices you've made and and the memories that you have and you have you know yato saying i don't want this abisu to die because this is the one that i know but all the other gods of fortune or whatever are just like ah, he's dying again and they're just like he'll come back and we'll know him again it's so interesting i love that um do we have uh similar show recommendations i of do. course all right we take it away tracksuits who who wears tracksuits people that play sports mm-hmm uh, they had real bright colored eyes. You, you know who has bright colored eyes? People that play volleyball. Oh, and they're high schoolers. Yuki and here are your high school. And they're schoolers. high schoolers. And you know who else is? You know who else is in high school? The high key boys. Watch high key if you like literally anything in life. As do you have similar show recommendations? The soul leader with your weapons and your gods. I was thinking of that uh, Soul Eater is pretty similar with the god stuff and the, the weapon thing. If you think about it, though, Karsunos, the, they're the gods of volleyball. Um, I recommend Kami-sama Kiss because it's about a girl who accidentally becomes a land god and is basically now has her own shrine and has sort of the powers of a god, but not really, and is kind of now embroiled in this spirit world. It's like super light and funny and has like drum dramatic undertones, um, especially if you watch the OVA. Oh, it's so good. I love Kamisama Kiss. It's also technically a shoujo, so it's got that fun little thing about it. Also, Natsume's Book of Friends, that is about yokai, so all these spirit things and this kid who can see them. And it is a great show. I was thinking about Blue Exorcist, which Rin is sort of similar to Yato in ways, but rather than being about gods, it's about devils. We gotta plug stuff, so uh, email at, uh, email us at theairweweeb at gmail.com if you have something to say. Follow us on Twitter. And next week, we're going to be watching God of High School, a newer show that Az has already seen because he's a cheater. Listen, I read the webtoon. Join me for my pain. Tim, do you have a weeb word? I do. It's not the best. They're all the best. I was going to use kami. <laughs> it's just God, basically. Communist? No. <laughs> not kami. <laughs> kami. Y'all are saying the same thing. Kami-sama. Kami-sama. Oh, now you're praising the communists, huh? Uh-huh. Is that what they teach you up there in Kanukistan? Oh, why is it called Noragami? She's not important. The literal translation of Noragami is stray god. Oh. It's like a double meaning because he does, he's, he's stray as in he's straying from what like his original purpose was. Okay. Listen, my Japanese ain't great, but that's what I understood from everyone. If you look at the Noras. They're strays, strays, yeah. yeah. Like how stray cats will go from house to house getting food. Yeah, Stray God. Oh, I like that. We didn't talk much about uh, Nora, like, uh, what's her name? Hero? Yeah, the one who follows around Yato everywhere. But she was a really cool character. I liked her. Why was she so upset about getting let go of by Yato when she has, like, a million other people? They're like brother and sister. They grew up together. That's why she kept wanting to be her only, the only one he needs. Yeah, that's like saying we're not family anymore. 
she was quite shook when he revoked her name. Quite shooketh. And apparently he had never done anything decisive, like, to leave them. He was always, he always came back, so. I, uh, I do wonder what they're gonna do with Hiori. Is she just gonna be around them the rest of her life as a human and be in and out of her body? She's clearly gonna become the shrine priestess of the Yato Shrine. Well, dollars to donuts, she's gonna lose her memory again, because that's the only thing they know how to write about her. Did you just say dollars to donuts? How old are you? Like 90? Tim, you're talking about Soul Eater, right? Yeah. I actually, I think I shared it with y'all. There's a podcast I was listening to with uh, three dudes talking about Soul Eater. It was really good. Y'all remember who did that? The Air We Weeb or something? It uh, seems like they needed a fourth to really round out. Oh, it was us. It was us. Go listen to Soul Eater when we reviewed it forever ago. (laughs) Go listen to more. That's right. That was our Shauna List episode. AKA our best episode ever. First of all, how dare you?